Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. All I wanted was to be the big shot for once. Take my remote. <laughs> nice. That was a good choice for today's episode, which is going to be about a topic we have been asked about um, several times. Yeah. More so recently. Yes. And that topic is Apple TV. Yes. And the reason why I think it's been more interesting recently than it used to be in the past was and this thing's been around for a few four years, years now. Yeah. And uh, it didn't really... I mean, it's it's always been a hobbyist's kind of device. Steve Jobs has even kind of referred to it as sort of a hobby. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but and it's, and I think it's, it's fair to say... Uh, we're not really going to focus. We're going to focus on the Apple TV, but that's not going to be the only type of device like it we're going to talk about. Because Jonathan and I agreed that uh, the functionality of the current generation of Apple TV is one of really several different, uh, reasonably similar devices. Right. Um, but Apple TV uh, started out as, let's see, what, what's the best way to put it? It's not really a DVR. Nope. Um, and it's not really a, a, a. It doesn't play DVDs. Nope. Um, it's not really. It doesn't record stuff. Nope. But it will let you. Uh, it will let you download and uh, play shows on your TV. Well, technically, the first one would let you download and play shows on your TV. The current one allows you to play shows on your TV that you've downloaded to a computer. Yes, but and we'll, that, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, the first the first generation, actually the first couple of generations of the Apple TV were uh, fairly large devices, yep. um, and uh, they were really intended to be used with the iTunes Store. Yeah, it's a set top box, mm-hmm. so it's similar mm-hmm. to things like you know you think of your VCR if you have an ancient technology in your home, and or, I do, or DVD player or Blu-ray player mm-hmm. or heaven help you. Your HD DVD player, um, or cable box, cable box. Yeah, these are all set top boxes. I mean, we're any any home theater enthusiast is very familiar with this kind of stuff. It's yeah. the the stuff you plug into your TV, right? That gives you access to extra content. Yes. And Apple TV is kind of a, a well, it's it's internet protocol TV device. Yeah, that that's true, and but it's a very specific focused one, mm-hmm. right? Like you were saying, it really had a lot to do with the iTunes store. Yeah. yeah. It was specifically, that was one of the things I think that Apple wanted to do when it first started to add video content to the Apple store, the iTunes store, because um, you could watch those shows on your computer. Right. Um, but I think that Apple was smart in realizing that not everyone wants to do that, or at least not all of the time. Especially if you want to watch something with a group of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, most computers, depending on, I mean, if you have an, an iMac, then you may have a computer with a screen large enough, so it's like a small TV. Sure. But uh, but most folks be, w- would say, you know, I've, there's all this great content that Apple has access to, but I can't watch it the way I want to, which is on the biggest screen in my house. And for most of us, that's the TV. Yep. 
Yeah. And um yeah, I mean they they were they were offering uh rentals and uh even shows and movies that you could buy right. and download to your computer, but the question is how do you get that to your TV? Like I, I want to watch this and I want to watch it on my TV. And those shows were in uh HD, well, 720. Uh you know, not the full 1080. Um so, I mean they were they were good enough to watch on a TV, but they, like how do you do that? You, I mean, you could plug your computer into your TV, but I mean, what a, what a headache! And the Apple TV was the original Apple TV was intended to facilitate that, right? Yeah, because we we're still in an era where a lot of people find the idea of hooking a TV uh, or hooking a laptop or any kind of computer to a TV to be intimidating. Yeah, and it's and the connections are not always. Yeah, they don't always make sense. And there's usually some sort of setting you need to put on your computer yeah. so that the display shows up properly. And then, you know, depending on the type of computer you have, you may choose one setting and suddenly you don't have a screen on your computer anymore. It's up on the TV, but it's right. harder to navigate. Right. There are a lot of reasons why people have avoided it. And uh, and the set-top box approach just takes all that guesswork out. So it makes it much more consumer-friendly. Yes, yes. Now, if this if this sounds silly to you, you may be techier than a lot of other people. And yeah. There, there's a wide range of uh, technical expertise out there, and and this this device is supposed to make it easier for people who aren't comfortable um, navigating that or or setting up their own Myth TV DVR at home. Um, so uh, the you know it faced the original Apple TV faced quite a few limitations. I mean. Really, there was you were you were stuck with predominantly uh, iTunes content. Right. Not that there wasn't you know a fair a fair amount of it, but I mean, in the intervening years, we saw a number of other developments, like Netflix offering streaming movies, for right. example. Yeah, that that was most recently the the probably one of the most recent additions to the Apple TV line that happened back in uh, September 2010. But before that, you like you were saying, it was mostly iTunes. You had some YouTube and Flickr uh, uh, ac- uh, accessibility as well. I, I'm thank you for saying that because I wanted to point out that uh, I, I should have pointed out, or that um, you weren't limited just to video. If you had photos right. on your computer that you wanted to do, maybe you're having a party uh, in honor of somebody a wedding shower, for example, and you wanted to show photos of the couple on your TV, you could do that with Apple TV because it would read. You know your photo library that's on your computer, and you could you could set up a slideshow or or uh, you know play music uh, from your iTunes thing through your TV. So it wasn't it wasn't just for video. It's just that hey, it's your TV. That's what you use it for, right? Right. But but yeah, and we we saw Hulu, the debut of Hulu um, for computers and other streaming media. Different the networks, uh, a lot of them offer some content, uh, either clips or even full shows, recent shows. And as this went on. I think Apple said, you know, was going, well, the device works pretty well. Uh, a lot of people, actually, the pundits have been declaring Apple TV dead for years. They kept wondering when Apple was going to cut it loose yeah, they, and then let go. Every time there's been another announcement, there's been a prediction that the one thing that will not get an update is Apple TV. And, of course, you know, we saw that in 2010 that Apple TV had a major update. So Apple's not ready to pull the plug just yet. Yeah, and then the newest Apple TV is significantly different. It's it's considerably smaller. Yes, it's it's meant to stream content. Yeah. So now, when it wasn't necessarily before, it, it it had some onboard storage before, but now it's it's an interface. Right. Yeah. The the previous uh, the original 
Apple TV had 40 gigabytes of storage space. Mm -hmm. So you would actually store media on that device and then watch it directly to your TV. And the big big benefit to that is that with, with something that's stored, that's saved to the device... You don't have to worry about buffering as much, right? No, right. Because it no. can stream the content directly to the display. Yes, and as someone with with young kids, I can tell you that buffering is really irritating to young kids. It's not. It's kind of irritating to me too. I know, but like, whenever I watch anything where there's a buffer, I'm I, I I'm like, oh come on! I want my gratification to be instant, like my oatmeal. You know, that, that sounds remarkably like what my kids say, except for the oatmeal and gra- instant gratification I'm part. a Gen Xer. I never grew up. So at any rate, the, uh, <laughs> the, the 40-gigabyte model was eventually replaced, actually not that long afterward, uh, with a 160-gigabyte model. Yeah. So then you had a model that could store even more media. So, you, you know, that, that had uh, – because the 40 gigabytes, it sounds like a lot, but if you want to have a lot of movies on there, television shows especially, if you want something that's in high definition, yeah. that space gets eaten up pretty quickly. Yeah, and it did it, – um, even the first generations of, of Apple TV before last year's major update uh, required a 16, ni- 16 by 9 HD form factor um, and a DVI or HDMI or – at least a uh, composite cable. Yeah, the, um, the original ones did. Yeah, yeah so uh, that pretty much rules me out because I am still using a standard definition TV at home. Right. Yeah. So in order to watch Apple TV, you had to have an HD TV. You could not. Yeah. You couldn't watch it without an HD TV. And there, I I remember one of the criticisms I read of Apple TV was that not all the content that you would get from Apple TV really took advantage of that HD TV. Uh, so, in other words, the right, content you're watching right. was not necessarily high definition, even though you were required to have a high definition television to watch it. That that is correct, and I know that. And before people write in and say, "Well, I have a you know standard definition TV and I can watch it," yes, I know that technically it is possible to use at least the earlier uh, Apple TVs with a standard definition TV, but it wasn't really intended to do that and wouldn't necessarily be the best experience. I have seen people actually make it happen. Um, yeah, that, yeah, in other words, that's not an out-of-the-box thing. No, no. Um, and and um, and getting to the bridge between the, de- the versions, um, in addition to the content itself, other people started introducing things, and it started becoming more common, as, as Jonathan and I did a podcast some time ago on uh, building your own DVR. Yeah. And, and as more people did that, uh, some people started making open source software for doing that. And uh, people like Boxy started right. developing similar devices, the Boxy Box. But even, you know, I have Boxy on my Macintosh at home. And you can stream video content uh, on the computer and listen to... Pandora and do all those kinds of things. Jonathan and I can can tell you too from CES experience mm-hmm. that people were already were experimenting with how are you going to get your you know how can you watch YouTube on your plain old regular TV just connected to the internet and you know update your widgets and find out what the weather is and look at your photos and do all these things and I think um you know with with this Apple saw the writing on the wall that it was time to update the Apple TV and make it a, a different type of device which is right. why now it is what it is, but that, that's that's also spawned so many different devices like the uh, the Roku player and the Boxy Box and Homebrew uh, DVRs and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, so the the new one 
uh, you know, the old one you could store the media on, like we said, you could also stream media through mm-hmm. your computer, from your computer through the Apple TV to your television. So it kind of acted as a, a middleman in that situation. And uh, you could do both a wired or wireless connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new one is, um, does, it's got some new features, but it's also a little more limited. It's, it's like a square. I mean, it's like, a four-inch square, although not, I don't think it's quite four inches. If you if you go to the Apple website yeah. um, to look at the Apple TV, one of the, the press photos that they have on the site is somebody holding it in the palm of their hand. It's it's considerably smaller than the original. Yep. Um, it has no fan in it. Right. So and it doesn't make any noise. It's, uh, yeah, so some people would say it's underpowered, but really Apple would say, no, no, we don't want to crank the power up for two reasons. One, it's not necessary because it's, it's a thin interface, and two... Uh, if you crank up the power, you generate more heat. And if you mm-hmm. generate more heat, then you need a fan, which means then you have to add more elements to it, which means it has to be larger. So they, this was a calculated move on Apple's part. Uh, and as for connections, it has an uh, Ethernet port, so mm-hmm. you can you can hardwire it to your, your home network. Uh, it also has wi- Wi-Fi capability, so you don't have to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got uh, HDMI, so that's yes. that's your 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 uh, output to whatever device you have. It also has optical audio ports. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's designed for uh, newer media. You know, it's it's designed for high quality, high definition uh, right. viewing experience. And it's not limited anymore, as as Jonathan pointed out earlier, to uh, to just iTunes. You have uh, the ability to check out movies and I mean uh, rent movies and and to um, uh, and buy them movies and TV shows through iTunes as you were before, but they've added uh, you know Netflix to the the account. Uh, Flickr you can also use with it. Yep. Um, and of course Apple's Mobile Me. Yes. Um, so if you have content there online, you can you can stream it from the cloud and YouTube. Um, so it's definitely not a an Apple only device anymore. Although people would still probably argue, in fact I have heard this argued as as recently as yesterday, uh that the Apple TV device is really best for people who have kind of the Apple ecosystem going on. Oh sure. So it's like all Apple products really. Apple's Apple's famous for these closed systems where they develop technology that works really well within that closed system but are not necessarily designed to allow outside uh influences into that system. For example, with Apple TV, yes, you get access to web to, to content that's on the web. So, for example, the the Netflix streaming stuff, or even the iTunes stuff, uh, you have access to internet uh, content, but you don't have unfettered access. In other words, you're not going to be surfing the web through Apple TV on your television mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because that's not what that's designed to do. No, no. And it's it's funny that you that you would say that about the the ecosystem because I mean. It's no secret that Apple um, keeps everything very closed. Right. Um, but I think that the the idea of the ecosystem and having the products work together is certainly not an Apple-specific thing. I mean, if you look at the, the way the Google products work together and sure. the way Microsoft, uh, you know, Internet Explorer was bundled in, but it worked very well within Windows. It works very well within Windows and, and Microsoft Office, and they all have... The similar look and feel. I think they've all learned from one another. And once, maybe if it, once they open it up, they realize, you know, well, yeah, people want it open, but if we make it, you know, where everything works together just so, 
they'll come in and they won't want to leave. Yeah. So I mean that that's that's it's a yeah it's a balancing it, act, right? It's a criticism against Apple, but it's not that that idea is not limited to here, Apple. Here, here's what I'll say about Apple, although we'll in a few minutes we'll probably end up talking about how this could change too. Um, Apple, I think of them as a pioneer of this ecosystem idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, the idea sure. of if you buy our computers and if you buy our personal electronics and if you buy our television uh, uh, streaming um, solution, then you're going to have the best experience. So you should just buy our stuff. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of their stuff will still work with other systems. For example, Mm -hmm. you can use an iPod with an IBM, right? Yes. Um, And you can stream uh, content from iTunes to an Apple TV, even if you're not running a Mac. Mm -hmm. So Apple's less... uh, they're, they're less restrictive than some other systems are. Because yes. systems I saw at CES, that ecosystem would only work with one company's products. Mm-hmm. So in other words, like Apple's approach and even Google's approach to some extent, it's it you're going to get the best experience if you go with our stuff. But if you really want to, you can mix it up. Right, right. Whereas other companies say, no, 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 no. Our stuff will only work with our stuff. So don't buy anything else because it won't work with our system. Yeah. So so there's something there. Now, when I said we'll talk about it in a minute, there have been some rumors mm-hmm. that as early as this year, this year being 2011, yes. that Apple will unveil its own Apple-branded television set. Really? Yes. I actually hadn't heard that. You hadn't? Okay, so... It doesn't surprise me, though, because... Um, a few years ago, they did buy a screen manufacturer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they've been making their own monitors for years. Yes. So, you know, they, they certainly know a lot about uh, about the screen technology. They certainly know a lot about video content and, on their and most, manufacturing. And on their most recent shareholder call, mm-hmm. uh, they talked about a $4 billion, that's billion with a B, uh, investment in display technology. Hmm. That's kind of what set off this rumor and the rumor was pretty much started by Gene Munster of Piper Jeffrey and uh, he's an analyst who industry analyst yeah yeah who said that that he just uh, that it, it appears that Apple is positioning itself to unveil a big new product and that uh, his suggestion is as I'll quote directly we see potential for Apple to offer best in class software and hardware and charge a premium and that the te- television was the next natural step now, if that were the case, Apple would be following suit with some of these other companies I was talking about where mm-hmm. you have a, a full ecosystem where you are highly encouraged to stay within the brand in order to fill out that ecosystem. So we're talking about, you know, you have the same brand, television, computer, portable devices. So it makes sense from that standpoint. I don't. I don't know how confident I would be in this particular um, uh, prediction. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but there are a lot of predictions. If you follow tech, as we do, and a lot of you do, um, there are a lot of predictions that are completely off the wall. And I would say that although I, I don't necessarily believe it will happen, that's not so off the wall. That That's within the realm of yeah, possibility. It, and they, It's not like predicting Apple would come out with some sort of like tablet device or something. Uh, okay, so yeah. there is also a rumor yes. going around that uh, Apple may be getting using, looking at a way to use the Apple TV as 
uh, a game device of some type, right. maybe more like uh, OnLive, where you can – it isn't actually a game console itself, but it will basically be, I guess, what would you call it, a, a network gateway you can use it to play games online, and it would serve as the device that would allow you to do that. Yeah, it's kind of, again, sort of cloud-based gaming, where, yeah. where the games are running on, on a back end, and the Apple TV would just act as a thin client to allow you to access it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, th- this comes out of a, a report from Engadget. And Ross Miller. And uh, yeah, Miller said that some uh, some... A person who was uh, working with the iOS 4.3 beta mm-hmm. release—that's you know the, uh, the operating, system. operating system that Apple TV uses, as well as other devices. Um, I think iPads I- iOS 4, right? And, and yes. the iPhone 4 too, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So uh, the iOS 4.3 beta release, uh, according to some unnamed snooper, um, <laughs> there there are elements of code in there that hint to some sort of online gaming experience. So mm-hmm. th- this has led people to s- suggest that we could see anything from angry birds hitting televisions. So again, we talked about I'm sorry, about when you said that, I was thinking of some actual angry birds angry hitting, birds televisions. hitting if televisions. If you've ever been in the house with a with a ticked off cockatoo. Um <laughs> but no, no, no. Uh, the game Angry Birds. Yes. Um there's been talk about something just as simple as that, where we're talking about like casual games. Yeah. There's that possibility. And then there are other possibilities that say, well, you know, the, the Apple TV, one of the other things it has in it is a Bluetooth mm-hmm. uh, receiver, mm-hmm. so transceiver. So you could have a Bluetooth controller and uh, with the right firmware, you just use the controller and you could play video games um, through your Apple TV. Yeah. Uh, now, the Apple TV, the current one, you know, we talked about the the first to having 40 gigabytes and then 160 gigabytes of storage. The mm-hmm. current one is is much more limited. It only has 8 gigabytes because it's meant as a streaming device, not as a storage device. Mm-hmm. So that suggests the whole cloud-based system for gaming because if you were to download a game, you would only be able to download a few before you filled up that 8 gigabytes. 8 gigabytes still sounds like a lot to me because I grew up in an era where a, a single gigabyte of storage was unthinkable. I know when I had my computers. I know. Yeah, um, but today's world, you look at some of the more advanced games, and a gigabyte is not even near enough to hold the entire game. Yeah, yeah, and um, the new. Speaking of, of streaming, the uh, the new Apple TV has the ability to work with an iPod Touch or iPad or iPhone um, to stream via AirPlay. From that device. So if you have movies or shows that you have downloaded to your other iOS device, uh, you can select AirPlay and send it to your Apple TV and then watch it on your actual TV instead, um, which is which is a pretty neat feature as well. Um, and really, this seems to be, while there, there are some similarities in this ecosystem from the others, there... Uh, Apple is kind of different in that. I mean, they they are serving as the content provider and, uh, you know, the the hardware uh, provider as well. Like Google TV or the Boxy Box or, you know, Roku and some of the others, they're not providing, they're not serving as a gateway for content. They partner with Netflix, for example, right, right. to get you your content where you sign up. It's like, we're, we'll give you the hardware and software and then you guys go 
get your stuff from Hulu Plus or Netflix or somebody else. Um, and Apple seems to have its fingers in, you know, both pies, if you will. Yeah, we should also mention that uh, kind of like the Roku um, and other devices uh, of this nature, Apple TV has a single purchase price. It's not like a subscription-based thing. That's true. The Apple TV itself is not – you're not buying content from Apple. Right. Well, you can, but you don't have to, right? Right. Not, not, I'm sorry, not on a regular basis. Like if you were going to buy a subscription, you'd buy a Netflix subscription. You wouldn't right. buy – as of right now. Now, right. there's there's that other rumor that has been going around about that big data center that Apple is building in North Carolina. Will that be streaming iTunes? Will that be streaming video? Right. Maybe it is, but we'll, we'll have to find out so later. The, the current Apple TV costs $99. Yes. And uh, for that purchase price, you have the ability to stream anything that's already on your computer uh, through uh, in iTunes. Mm-hmm. Any, anything in iTunes, I should say. Uh, to the Apple TV and watch it on television. So if you already have, let's say that you're an Apple customer through iTunes Store and you've purchased uh, a season or two of your favorite television show, then as soon as you get an Apple TV, you can just stream that information to the Apple TV and watch it on your television. That's true. Um, then you could also, if you're a Netflix subscriber and you have Netflix Instant, you could watch Netflix Instant through your Apple TV on your television. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of similar, like I said, to Roku. Roku produces a set-top box, actually a series of set-top boxes. There are different ones depending upon you know how high-definition you want your content to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, with Roku, it's a, a, you, know, you, you purchase your machine and you're done, but then you have to subscribe to whatever content providers are available if you want to actually get content on your Roku. Right. So if you are a Netflix Instant subscriber, you get in that that access through Roku. But uh, there, there's some stuff that's free uh, once you purchase a Roku. Like um, there's some channels that are for podcasts, and there's a, a Pandora station channel. Those sort of things you can get for free. You don't have to pay a subscription to. But then again, you know that, that content is stuff that you wouldn't necessarily – uh, feel the the need to watch on TV in most cases. It's something that you might be more used to consuming in a portable format, like a, an MP3 player or mm-hmm. a smartphone. Yeah. So, um, you know, the the compelling stuff you you got to pay for. So, in a way, Apple TV's got a, a leg up on that if you've already purchased content. Right. Right. Through iTunes again, because again, we we have to be very specific. If you if it's if you bought it through some other method, you may not be able to stream it to your Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if if that wall will come down again. As we've mentioned, you know, Apple is is usually sort of resistant to that sort of thing. Yeah, but, um, I, it does make me wonder too with this uh, with the change in Apple TV that came in late. Uh, 2010, or I should say, I guess, mid to late 2010, um, if that will change the way Google TV functions in the future as well, um, and whether Google will get into, you know, offering stuff for rent themselves, um, you know, they, they certainly would be probably the top competitor, I would guess, in, in terms of marketing muscle and, uh, you know, they do have partnerships with, with Sony and a number of other manufacturers as well, um, to provide uh, uh, the equipment, the actual hardware itself. So, you know, I, it's it's interesting to to note that, and I'm I'm curious too to see um, whether or not they will get onto other boxes. I mean, um, 
you know, people like Nintendo with the Wii, yeah. uh, all three of the major gaming consoles offer Netflix Instant mm-hmm. now. Um, so there's not there are opportunities there to uh, have some convergence with with somebody, and it's it's not likely to be Apple. If it's uh, you know, if Apple's going to do anything, it's probably going to be some version of the Apple TV or you know some fork in the road for that product. But um, you know, it, it may be very much like a uh, you know the Android versus iOS thing where you know Google's got partnerships with half a dozen or more manufacturers that make variations on the product and they find some way to sell the content and plus you know you can't count Microsoft out um, you know with the Xbox 360 and its functionality yeah they get um, some of the most some of the the biggest innovations in Microsoft seem to come out of that particular department yeah so you know there there are certainly uh, people comp- competing with it and and other you know uh, smaller players like like Roku and and Boxy. So yeah, um, it, it's it's good stuff. It, it's provided a lot of uh, avenues for us to uh, get content in different places. You know, on our portable devices, on our computers, and our TV, and and share it between. Yeah, and we're we're seeing the market move more and more toward what the consumer has been saying that uh, is the most desired outcome, which is to be able to to consume uh, uh, content. Wherever that person is and whenever that person wants mm-hmm. on whatever form factor that person car- currently has. Yeah. So that's where that's again back to the whole ecosystem thing. It's that idea of, um, you know, I want to be able to watch my favorite show on my smartphone while I'm on the train or on a tablet computer or uh, when I'm at my desk. I want to be able to pop up and you know I was watching this one episode. Uh, of uh, my favorite show, and I've got 10 minutes of time left in my lunch break. I'm going to watch another 10 minutes exactly where I left off when I was right. at home, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So we're moving closer and closer to that ideal, and this could be Apple's way of, of sort of approaching that, although it is, again, since it's Apple, it's their own persnickety way. <laughs> uh, and, and I was going to mention a couple of, of drawbacks, or not maybe not drawbacks, but limitations to the Apple TV system, yeah. one of which you already mentioned. Uh, which is that it is not a video recorder. No. So you can't use it to capture content that you're getting on your television and then view it later. It's not a DVR of any type, so mm-hmm. you can't do that. And uh, also, if you rent a show on Apple TV, if you're using the Apple TV interface to rent a show, mm-hmm. you can only watch that on Apple TV. Right. But if you were to do the same thing through the iTunes store... You'd be able to access that show on whichever devices are hooked up through your iTunes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you had, you know, an iPhone or an iPod, uh, you would be able to watch the show that way. You know, you just synchronize your device to your computer, and you'd be able to to access that information. Or you could stream it to the Apple TV and watch it on television. Whereas if you just went through the TV system, you'd be stuck with TV. You wouldn't be able to watch it on your on your iPod or anything like that. Right. Right. So uh, I, I'm sure that we'll probably see I, – I would imagine we'd see that change within the next generation of Apple TV, assuming that Apple continues to support it. Now, if Apple actually does build a true television, which I still am a little skeptical about. I, but I if, think it's fair to be skeptical of that. But if they were to do it, I would imagine that a lot of the capabilities that are in the Apple TV set-top box would be built directly into the television system mm-hmm. so that you would have that iTunes connectivity. I mean – I can't imagine Apple building a product like that and not including some sort of iTunes connectivity in it. No, I'm I'm sure I'm sure they would. And um 
I think it's funny because, uh, you know, for years, the Apple TV, the original Apple TVs were kind of bashed as something like, well, it's kind of cool, but I mean, who's going to buy this thing? And, and the new the new version of the Apple TV announced in 2010 and released in 2010 um, got much more critical acclaim. But I think it's not so much that really isn't really as much about Apple as it is about where the market is. Yeah. And the, the functionality is more in line now with what the market is interested in having. And I exactly. think they said, yeah. well, now now they're kind of doing it right. They're doing what we want them to do. So. Yeah, I think Apple yeah. TV was definitely ahead of the curve. It was it, it came out before before the set top box thing had really started to take off. Like you, you had the early adopters yeah. who were looking into. It. Although true early adopters had just hooked up their computers to the sure. television in the first place. Sure. But you had early adopters who were interested in this this internet streaming device that would allow you to access this content on a television. Uh, but apart from those early adopters, it just wasn't – there was really no strong market for it. So when Apple right. TV first came out, a lot of folks just didn't know what to make of it. Yeah. And now now that things like Roku and Boxy, especially uh, things like Roku and, and the gaming consoles like you mentioned, yeah. mm-hmm. now that those have incorporated some of these features into them um, – People are more aware of them, and a lot of people say, hey, you know, I want to be able to have access to that stuff. And so the Apple TV is a, a much more viable product now, I think, than when it was when it first debuted. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it's much more of a competitor to the other products that are out there and the others and, and vice versa. Um, so I think they will sort of mutually advance and add more features that more people are interested in. Now watch. Tomorrow, we're going to hear an announcement from Apple that they're no longer carrying the Apple TV after we've done this full episode about it. Probably. Because that's the way we roll. So go back and edit this in your head to say was and were. Apple TV was this device that did do these things. Um, I I don't imagine that will happen, but but it is easy to say that Apple TV, out of the line of products that Apple produces... Tends to be the uh, the one that gets the least amount of attention directed toward it normally. Yeah. Like yeah. Once in a while, they'll do an event like the September 2010 thing where they spend some time on Apple TV. But more often than not, it just feels like, oh, we also do this. Hmm. You said September, right? Yeah. Apple's known for doing annou- the certain announcements at certain times. Like the yeah. iPhone announcement is usually in, in the early summer, like June. Yes. I've heard that there's a big announcement coming for this fall. And some people said it's the iPad 3, which is funny because the iPad 2 isn't out. Maybe it's the TV thing. Yeah. Actually, we could have done an entire episode about how crazy I am that people are predicting the iPad 3 would be announced in the fall when the iPad 2 hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Because that would be shooting your own foot. If you know for a fact that the iPad 3 is going to be announced, why would anyone go out and buy the iPad 2? Yeah, that's Heck, true. Heck, skip the iPad 2. Let's just go straight to 3. Yeah. Well, at any rate, that's a different discussion. Yeah, and Let's I think we'll probably we'll probably skip Apple for a few weeks. Yeah, since we've kind of been Apple-y lately. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think uh, I think we we're keeping the doctor away for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap this up. If you guys have any comments or questions, if you own an Apple TV and you think you have you know your own experiences to share, let us know. You can contact us on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle there is TechStuffHSW, or you can send us an email. That address is TechStuff at HowStuffWorks.com, and Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, 
click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?